This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipsker from Chabad of Hyde Park. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you, and what a great Shabbos it is. Tomorrow in Shul, we'll be taking out three Sifrei Torah, three Torah scrolls. Doesn't happen very often, very rarely in fact. But this Shabbos, three Torahs will be taken out. One, of course, to read the Parsha of the week, which is Vayikra. And the second to celebrate Rosh Chodesh tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, a very important month, the first of the Jewish months of the year, and a special portion is read out of the second Torah. And the third Torah is for the special Shabbos called Parshat HaChodesh, the Parsha of the month, when the idea of the new month was given as a mitzvah to Moshe while the Jewish people were still in Egypt. And these three things come together, and while, of course, there isn't a real connection, when I say real, an obvious connection between the three of them, there has to be a very positive connection, because, of course, there is no such thing as a coincidence. When things come together, they come together for a purpose, they come together for a reason, a greater reason, a deeper reason, a far more profound reason, and we have to certainly and understand what is it about Vayikra that is so closely connected to the idea of Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which we celebrate tonight and tomorrow, and also how is all of that connected to the Parshat HaChodesh, the fourth of the special parashiyot that exist in the weeks leading up to Purim and Pesach. We've gone through four, and this is the fourth. I've gone through three, and this is the fourth. What is the relationship between all of that? And, of course, we are beginning to read the third, the new book of Ayikra, the book of Leviticus, the third of the five books of the Torah. And as some of the commentaries point out that there are two on one side and two on the other side, this, in fact, is the middle of Torah. And the middle, we don't talk about the middle as middling, as something which is simply average, but the middle is the spine, the core, that which holds it all together. And one wonders, how is it? The first book speaks about the incredible story of creation, the incredible story of the development of Abraham's family. The second speaks about the great exodus, the Jewish people after hundreds of years of intense, difficult slavery are liberated by God. The fourth book of Bamidbar speaks about, well, the journeys of the Jewish people, quite a few interesting stories. And the fifth talks about Mishnah Torah, the repetition of Torah. And yet the book of Vayikra, which seems to be a very difficult book, it speaks about karbanot, it speaks about sacrifices. It speaks about something which is so difficult to understand. And yet they suggest, quite strongly, that this is the spine, the foundation, that part of Torah which holds it all together. What is is it about this book of Ayikra that we are going to read tomorrow from the beginning? In fact, the entire book is called Vayikra. What is that all about? And perhaps we have to stop for a moment and translate the word Vayikra. Vayikra means, and he called, who called, whom God calls Moshe. There was, as we read at the end of the book of Exodus, there was a cloud that hovered over the Mishkan, the uh, tabernacle in the wilderness. And Moshe could not enter until such time that he knew God wanted to communicate with him. And this is why Vayikra, God calls him. God calls him because he wishes to communicate a new set of laws, an important set of laws, the laws of sacrifices. And we don't find that term very often. Usually we see that God speaks to Moshe. God talks to Moshe. Over here, before he speaks and talks to Moshe, he calls him. And as commentary points out, this is an indication of a great chiba, a great love 
that God had for Moshe. Moshe, after all, is the ultimate leader. Moshe is the individual who's totally dedicated to God, to his laws, to his Torah. He is, in fact, the one who brings it down from heaven to earth. And Hashem has a special love for Moshe, because Moshe was the shepherd of his people. Moshe is the one who took care of his people in times of great difficulty and challenge. This and many, many more reasons is the love that Hashem has for Moshe. By Yikra, he calls him. He calls him to indicate that he has a special status. God is now going to speak with him. And we have to ask, why, in fact, is the entire book of Vayikra called with Vayikra. Vayikra refers to a specific incident where God calls Moshe to speak to him in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle. Why is the entire book, the entire book of Vayikra, which is translated, by the way, as Leviticus, why is the entire book of Leviticus referred to as Vayikra and he called to indicate this incredible love that Hashem has for Moshe and through Moshe to the entire Jewish people? And perhaps we'll understand that by the idea of the mitzvot that are contained within this parsha, within this book, primarily the mitzvot that deal with the difficult subject of karbonat, of sacrifices, of offerings. Difficult not only because it's complicated and complex laws, but the very concept of sacrifice is something which is difficult for a human being to accept and to understand. After all, we live lives at whatever level we live. Sacrifice is something which talks to us about challenge at its highest level. To sacrifice, to sacrifice something means to give up, to give up something which is important to us, which is precious to us, which might be, well, something that we consider dear to us. And yet Hashem says there has to be the mitzvot of the karbonot, the sacrifices, the sacrifices that the Jewish people have to bring to the temple. And in fact, Maimonides talks to us about building the third temple, please God, with the coming of Mashiach. And he says that one of the primary purposes of rebuilding the temple is not only because it'll be a house of God, a house of prayer, but it will be a place where the sacrifices, where the offerings can once again be brought upon the altar of God within the holy house of God. And we stop for a moment and we have to ask ourselves, what is sacrifice all about? Why is this so important to God? Why is this so important to the Jewish people? In fact, why is this the spine of Torah, the basis of Torah? This is what holds it all together. What is it about sacrifice that is so precious and dear to God that this becomes the primary book, in a sense, of what Vayikra is all about? And perhaps over here, let me quote a Midrash. A Midrash in the uh, book of Genesis, where we talk about the narrative of creation, there's something very interesting that the Medrash has to tell us, and it says as follows. Five times during the narrative of creation, in the early part of Genesis Bereshit, is the word or mentioned. Or, of course, means light. Five times the word light is mentioned. It says where God says, Yehi or, let there be light. And he explains in the Medrash that these five times light that is mentioned in the Torah in the beginning of creation is in reference to, symbolizes the five books of the Torah. And the first time, or is mentioned, let there be light, this refers to the book of Breshit, the book of Genesis, which speaks about creation, let there be light. What is light? Bringing something into visible reality. Yehi or, the idea of creation, bringing something into being. 
And the next time it says, or, it says, Vayihi, or, and there was light. This refers to the book of Shemot, the book of Shemot, which talks to us about the great exodus of the Jewish people. They came out of the darkness of Egypt, the darkness of slavery, to the light of freedom and liberation. Let there be light symbolizes the idea of the Jewish people coming out of darkness and into light. And then it says, and God saw the light and it was good. This refers to our book of Ayikra, the book of Leviticus, which is full of many, many complicated laws. And then it says, and God divided between the light and the dark. This refers to the fourth book, the book of Amidbar, the book of Numbers, which talks to us about the great division that took place, the Jewish people who came out of Egypt and who didn't merit to go into the promised land, and their children, their offspring, who did merit to go into the promised land, the division between the light and the dark. And once again it says, and God called the light day. This refers to Mishnah Torah. This refers to the book of Dvarim, the book of Deuteronomy, which talks to us again about many laws. And this is why the, main, the name or the name day is given to that particular book. But when it comes to the book Vayikra, why is Vayikra given the added dimension of Kitov? The light was not only light, but it was good because it contains a great many laws, and not only a great many laws, but a great many complicated laws, laws that somehow demand from each and every one of us a particular type of application without which we don't truly understand what, in fact, the Book of Ayikra is all about. We'll talk about that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the book of Ayikra, the book of Leviticus, and why, in fact, our sages seem to suggest quite strongly that in many ways it's the most important of the five books of the Torah, the third being the middle, the third being the spine, the third being the foundation. And as we take a look at the Medrash that I mentioned earlier on, when it comes to the idea of light, it's only at the third where God said that the light was good. Yes, there was a purpose to light and creation in terms of exodus freedom, in terms of division, in terms of the book of Deuteronomy, but when God says he saw the light and it was good, it was good refers to the book of Ayikra, and it's precisely that third book which brings out the goodness in light. We're talking about the idea, and God saw the light and it was good. Our sages explain that the book of Ayikra has difficult laws, and you need some truly applied intellectual strength in order to understand the complexity, the difficulties of the laws of offerings and sacrifices. While, of course, many laws of Torah are difficult to understand, nonetheless, our sages tell us the laws of sacrifices, as mentioned earlier on, both because of the law itself and also because of the very concept of sacrifice, is very difficult to understand. And therefore, it needs what we call yigiyah. Yigiyah is a type of intellectual exhaustion. Intellectual exhaustion doesn't mean you simply get tired from studying, but you use the entirety, the potential of your intellect in order to understand something as best you can. You know, very often, once we understand something at a superficial level, we're quite satisfied and we walk away. And yet we talk about Amal Torah, the tremendous effort that is necessary in order to connect with Torah at a deeper level, not only to understand it 
at a certain level. But to make it one with you, you have to exhaust yourself in the whole process of study in order to appreciate what, in fact, the depth of Torah really is. And this is something which human beings, unfortunately, from time to time, forget. We don't really exhaust ourselves in the process of study. We study, we learn, we read, we go to a shir, we want to hear something which is interesting, we want to hear something that we can relate to, something which is relevant, something which is, well, exciting to listen to. But very often we don't actually put our minds to it, to try and take complicated issues, complicated laws, complicated mitzvot, and try to understand the reasoning, try to understand the what they call the minutiae of the law, the details of the law, to understand it fully and completely. And this is the study of Torah. The study of Torah is not merely once in a while or every single day for a short while. True study of Torah is a life time journey, a lifetime process. People have dedicated their lives, the entirety of lives of their lives, from morning till night in the pursuit of the study of Torah. And not necessarily to understand, but simply to fulfill the mitzvah of Limit HaTorah, the study of Torah. Because after all, it is the wisdom of God, and therefore in a sense infinite, we have limited minds, even though as you heard me say so many times before, our minds are huge, our minds are powerful, our ability to understand is vast, our intellectual source within our neshama is incredibly powerful, but still ultimately limited by our human condition. And this limited intellect, as powerful as it is, must try to comprehend the wisdom of God. This is something which is an extraordinary journey, but it is possible. It takes Yigiya. It takes a tremendous type of devotion, of application, of studying, of knowing. In truth, when it comes to any higher knowledge, there has to be the application of one's mind and attitude and time. How much more so when it comes to godly wisdom, divine wisdom, the wisdom of Torah, that a person needs this extraordinary devotion, this extraordinary application, time and time and time again. And this is why the book of Vayikra is so precious, because it calls to us to use our intellect, our minds, our ability to understand at a far higher level. All of Torah is the wisdom of God. All of Torah is divine. Every single word of Torah is the word of God. And yet within Torah we find, as our sages explain, less difficult and more difficult subjects. And the great difficulty of Torah is contained within the book of Ayikra. And when we have this sense of devotion, when we have this sense of yigiya, of application, of intellectual exhaustion, then something happens. What happens is Vayikra. We sense, we hear a call from God to us. You know, certain creatures are able to hear certain sounds that other creatures can't. Dogs can hear sounds that humans can't hear. Our soul wants to hear a higher calling. You know, our ability to hear is limited. The power of sound, again, incredibly powerful. It takes, well, simple noise and transforms it into something which the mind can appreciate and which the heart can feel. Sound is one of the, well, 
incredibly miraculous senses that we have, the ability to hear. And yet, and yet we don't hear things that are perhaps a little bit beyond us. It's through the application of Yigiyah, through the application of intense study, through the connection between ourselves and our Torah, that we begin to sense at a higher level a greater dimension of sound. We hear by Yikra, we hear the calling from God to us. And this is why the entire book of Yikra is called Vayikra, and he called God called. God called because in each and every single one of these laws, the offerings, the sacrifices, and the great application that is necessary in order to bond with it, to become one with it, to allow our intellect to receive it to the nth degree, we begin to hear higher, more spiritual dimensions of calling to us. Our soul begins to respond in an altogether different sort of way. This is Vayikra. And when you think about it, when you begin to, well, stretch the term of Yigiya, of total and complete exhaustion from an intellectual point of view, what is that really all about? Well, that's sacrifice. I sacrifice my time. I sacrifice, well, any other consideration, I try to focus with every bit of ability on that which I am learning. I close everything else out. I want my mind, I want my soul to become one with the intricacies of God's law, the laws of the offering, the laws of sacrifice. I want to sacrifice myself. And sacrifice does not mean, God forbid, the ultimate sacrifice. There have been generations and people that were called upon to do just that. But each and every one of us, what we have to do is to learn how to sacrifice certain things. You know, after all, we live more or less by reacting to our senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell. And very often we stop right there and allow that to become, well, the entirety of our lives. The entirety of our lives go far beyond our senses. And sometimes we have to sacrifice certain things to give up certain things in order to achieve a higher state of awareness. We have to give up all sorts of things sometimes in order to focus on something which is far greater and something which is far more precious. The personal sacrifice that we are called upon, as we read in the beginning of this Parsha, is God says when a person wants to bring a sacrifice, it has to come from the animal dimension. Because each and every one of us, although we are human beings and proud of being human beings, we are formed, we are created, we are brought into being in the image of God. Nonetheless, we have animal tendencies within us. And animal tendencies doesn't necessarily mean evil. But they are types of tendencies that won't allow and don't allow a spiritual sensitivity. And sometimes we have to recognize those animal dimensions, those animal instincts within us, and to sacrifice them, to push them aside, ultimately to transform them. But what we have to do is to recognize that we have these shortcomings, we have these challenges, and the great challenge of life is to rise above them, to use all these things for a higher purpose, to somehow begin to hear the calling of God to each and every one of us. 
The purpose of our lives is not merely to give in to our, well, our animal lusts, our animal desires. Yes, of course, many people do. But they remain at a level, yes, human beings, but somehow coarsened by the animal dimensions of that existence. It's important for us to soar. It's important for us to fly. It's important for us to rise above that. And that takes sacrifice. This is the animal sacrifice, the animal offering. The animal offering is not only the one that is brought in the altar, onto the altar in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle. The animal sacrifice is the one that we bring from within ourselves, and we work with tremendous dedication and application to change those desires into something which is good and positive, and to take those powerful energies and to use them for something greater and for something which is bigger. And this is the Vayikra. The Vayikra is the calling We want to hear what Moshe heard. We want to hear the voice of God, the voice of love, this incredible chibah that God has for Moshe. Each and every one of us should want to hear that call. And as I said before, to a certain degree it's possible. But with anything important in life, it takes hard work. This is the Yagiyah, the Amal Torah, the dedication to Torah at a level where it becomes the single most important priority in life. It is that which connects me to a higher level. And this is why we say Talmud Torah Keneget Kulam, the study of Torah, is greater than everything, not only because it satisfies my intellectual needs, it satisfied my human capacity of intellectual development. It's because it connects me to something higher. It awakens that soul in me to a conscious level. And that soul begins to hear the calling of God, that calling of God to each and every one of us with love. Each and every one of us is called by God. Oh, if you think about life, there's so many situations where if you think about it honestly and clearly, you will see that it's God calling you. Whether it's a challenge, a moment, a relationship, a situation. Well, so many different conditions of life. It's a calling from God. God is calling us. God wants us to do something greater and bigger and better. But in order to hear that call, in order to make it something which is conscious and real, we have to refine ourselves. And this is the study of Torah with tremendous, tremendous diligence. The study of Torah, as I said before, not as an intellectual pursuit, and not even only to know the law, but to recognize the one who gives the Torah, God himself, and that we can connect with him. This is why the book of Ayikra is so precious. This is the spine of Torah. This is the foundation of Torah. This is what gives Torah its strength and power. Yes, of course, the story of creation is great. The story of liberation is great. The story of the wandering of the Jewish people, the journeys and the repetition of all these things are great. But what gives all these things its true greatness? This is the middle book, the middle book of Ayikra, the middle book of Leviticus. It talks to us about complex and complicated laws of carbonot, of offerings and sacrifices. It challenges our sense of 
understanding what is good and important in life. It challenges us to use our intellect to a far higher and greater degree, and the end result is we hear the Vayikra, we hear the divine calling, our souls begin to respond, it begins to resonate with the Word of God, because our devotion to Torah is so intense. And this is why the Medrash tells us, when it came to the third book, it says, and God saw the light was good, because God recognizes the incredible effort that we put into the study of Torah and we should put into the study of Torah. And that type of light is good. More of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the third book of Ayikra. We're talking about the one that God calls the light that was good. And why, in fact, with tremendous intellectual application, one is able to hear the divine calling, God calling us. And this is what the third book is all about, the spine, the foundation of Torah. But before we continue, so we're talking about the idea of Ayikra, hearing the divine call, the idea of sacrifice, the idea of sacrificing animal tendencies within ourselves and becoming, as a sense, more refined on every single level. This is why the book of Ayikra, the third book, the middle book, is so important. But as I mentioned earlier on, this Shabbos, we take out three Torah scrolls. We take out one for Bayikra, which we spoke about, and then we take out one for Rishchodesh, and then one for Parshat HaChodesh. Now, how does all this connect with the idea of Bayikra? As I said earlier on, it's not a coincidence that these three come together, and this is why we have to find a relationship between the three. Let's stop for a moment and consider what is Rishchodesh all about, the new month. The new month is after total darkness of the moon. The moon could not be seen at all. You begin to see a sliver of light, a new beginning, there is an awareness that things are about to change. We're going out of the darkness. We're going out of the difficulty. We're coming into light. And light, of course, means warmth and clarity and purpose. Light has so many powerful and positive references. When you think about it, and you think about it truly, what is sacrifice really all about? Sacrifice is trying to move from one level to a higher level, to move away from the ordinary, to move away from the mundane. Sacrifice means I cannot be caught up in a sensual life only, where the animal instincts control. We have to recognize the divine soul. We have to recognize something which is high. We want to hear the Vayikra, the divine call, God calling us. In order to do that, we need a certain amount of sacrifice, as explained before. And when we take that moment and use the sacrifice correctly, you know what happens? You begin to see a new light beginning to shine. This is what Rosh Chodesh is all about. Rosh Chodesh is unique to the Jewish people because God says, well, this is the way you count your time. This is the way you develop your time. And this is something which is so important for us to understand because very often we are in a state of darkness, of uncertainty, of confusion, of difficulty, of challenge, of pain, from whatever purpose, from whatever place, for whatever reason. Very often, and more than often, unfortunately, the human condition is such that we find ourselves in situations of difficulty. 
And very often people make the mistake of thinking that's the way it's going to be and that's the way it is. That's not the way it is. It might for the moment appear to be whatever it is, but we have the capacity of rising above that, the new moon. We are able to move beyond the darkness. We are able to move beyond the uncertainty. We can have the light of clarity, the light of purpose, the light of God's greatness in our lives. This is the relationship between Vayikra and Rosh Chodesh. Vayikra is working very hard, exhausting ourselves, Amal Torah, exhausting ourselves with Yigiyah, with absolute exhaustion, in order to sense the divine dimension of Torah where our souls begin to hear the call from God. And this is very much what Rosh Chodesh is all about. And it continues into Parshat HaChodesh. What is Parshat HaChodesh? Hashem comes to Moshe while the Jewish people are still in Egypt, and he says, HaChodesh HaZelachem, this month, this month is a special month for you, not only because, well, the month of Nisan, the month of Nisan heralds Pesach and heralds the idea of liberation and freedom, all the wonderful things that the month of Nisan, of course, is the day, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, is when the Mishkan was first erected in the wilderness. But it says, God is giving us the gift of using time correctly. Now, perhaps the ultimate freedom that exists in life is the ability of using time correctly. We stop and consider how much time we as human beings waste in the worst possible way. Time is so precious. Time is the, well, that's the substance of life. Time is what it's all about. We'd all like to capture time, to pack it away, and to use it later on. We can. Time is relentless. Time and tide waits for no man. It continues to move at a steady pace. And when we think about the time that is lost, the time that is wasted, the times that we simply fritter away with nonsense and emptiness... Can you imagine if we could use time correctly? If you imagine if we could actually use every single moment in our lives properly to achieve absolute potential in every single moment of life, can you imagine what life would be at that level? Can you imagine if every single moment of our lives filled with all the great gifts that God gives us? Can you imagine if we could look back at time and say, I have used every precious moment with absolute dedication and devotion to the highest, to the highest. Can you imagine what life would be? God says, I am giving you the gift of managing time. And by time management, I'm not referring to what, well... Business people talk about time management, using it correctly. I'm talking about using every single moment correctly, not wasting time, not allowing time to simply be frittered away, but to fill every moment with glory and with greatness, with our presence, with our very being. Can you imagine what life would be at that level? And this is why this is so directly connected with the idea of Ayikra, the offering, the sacrifice, because of that ultimately, the single biggest sacrifice that we can make in life is to sacrifice the nonsense, 
and to use every single moment fully and correctly with a sense of purpose, with a sense of clarity, with a sense of joy, with a sense of certainty in every single thing that we do. We fill every single second of every single minute, every single minute of every single hour, every single hour of every single day, every single day of every single week, every single week of every single month of every single year. We fill our time with life. We exhaust ourselves in order to live fully and completely. And this is why this Shabbos is such a special Shabbos. These three things come together. Doesn't often happen, but it happens this year. Vayikra, we're going to hear the divine call. We're going to be introduced to the complexity and difficulty of the laws of the sacrifices and the offerings, and we are going to use our intellect to receive it fully and completely so we can hear the Vayikra, the divine call. We're going to rejoice because it's Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, we begin to see that new glimmer of hope, the light that begins and grows and grows and grows in intensity until it becomes full and complete and something which gives us guidance. And then HaChodesh HaZelachem, the gift of using time correctly. These three things come together, and what a gift that is. So when you're in Shul tomorrow, listen carefully to every portion. One Torah will talk to us about sacrifices and the divine call. One Torah will talk to us about Rosh Chodesh and how we celebrate Rosh Chodesh. One Torah will talk to us about the idea of managing time. HaChodesh HaZelachem, this is a gift that I give to you, the idea of giving you the gift of time. Listen carefully to each one. Try to apply as much as you can from each of the three to your own lives. You will benefit. You will grow you will develop. Good Shabbos and good Chodesh.